I'm Chris Lindstrom, and this is the Food About Town Podcast. In episode 94 of the Food About Town Podcast, to dive into my second part of the interview with Adam Wilcox from the Democrat and Chronicles Cheap Eats column, we finish out our discussion of some of the more interesting and signifying dishes of the Rochester culinary scene, and we talk a little bit about music towards the end as well. So... Hope you enjoyed the first part, and if you didn't catch the first part, please go back and listen to it. You'll get a little bit more context. This kind of picks up right in the middle of our discussion, so go back and listen to part one, and I hope you enjoy our entire conversation with Adam Wilcox. If you did, please share it on social media. Tag me, Food About Town, on Facebook, at Stromy on Twitter and Instagram, and look forward to another episode of the Food About Town podcast coming next week. Thanks for listening. Do you want to get the different styles? Anything. What What else do you have in mind? I I don't know. You know, I I haven't. I, I told myself I was going to sit down and start making notes, but then I decided to do this with you, and I okay. didn't. So here we are. You know, live on the spot. Right. Except we're not really live. No, we're not live. We could pause and then say we say we did all this live. We could do that. We could. But that um, would be that would be cheating. We got to keep our minds running. That's right. We so keep our minds running. Let, let's think. So let me let me look at my list of restaurants and see if all the places you've jumps been. into my mind. Oh, you know, Reggae Jamaica, which I think you sent me to. I did. Yeah, those meat pies there—they're oh, fantastic. They are ridiculous. So um, you, you've got them like right out of the oven. Yeah. Oh my god. So part of the thing. So for those that haven't gone to a lot of Jamaican places. Um, one, Rochester has a really good selection of Jamaican we restaurants. Do. We do. Um, all around that the city. open and close constantly. Yes, many of them have. <laughs> um, some of the ones that have been more consistent, um, you know, Livy's, which is down in that Chiway Ave area. Down is LJ's towards, still open? I don't think so. They were open a long time, though. Yeah. One of the other ones that's um, they uh, made People's, great, people's uh, Choice. People's, people's choice. choice moved to a new location, yeah. uh, which means they're probably doing pretty well. Right. Um, Natural Vibes, which is over on Culver, um, and one started on Thurston. Yeah, started off of Chiwa Ave again. Did a second one, then closed on Thurston. Yeah, right. so one that was off. All a lot of the Jamaican places are in and around mm-hmm. Chiwa Ave. Yeah. Um, one in the South Wedge, which I really enjoy, and it's evading my mind right now. Peppa Pot. Peppa Pot, right in the South Wedge, mm-hmm. also good. But that those, you know, um, the beef patties at Reggae Jamaica and the curry chicken. So good. They make their own, they make their own crust, which a lot of places don't do. They kinda a lot of them just get them frozen. Right. These ones, they really I had two and it was just, it just opened my mind to how delicious they were. I I wasn't even sure I liked those meat pies before I had that one. Yeah. You know, I've had them many places and I was I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. <laughs> They it's were like, pretty awesome. You know, another thing like that is the empanadas at Georgie's. Have Have you had? I haven't had them there. Uh, ridiculously good. Okay. And one of them that they do the the one that that he insisted I try was uh, it's a chicken empanada, and I'm like, well, I don't want. I'm not a chicken <laughs> fan, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, no, no. You got to trust me. But he makes this uh, this sort of beer stewed chicken that he makes once a week. Okay. And it's that's what he stuffs the chicken empanadas with. Interesting. And and of course, you know, he's making the pastry himself. Right. And they're fresh and they're really, really good. In the hmm. same way that those meat pies are great up at Reggae Jamaica. Yeah. But normally, you know, both those things, those meat pies and those those empanadas, or 
Another thing that's in that zone is uh, calzones. You know, they can be very perfunctory and very dry. Yeah, calzones are tough. I mean, it's it's one of those things that... Boy, they can be good, though. They can be. Guidas? I had one at Guidas? I think my favorite thing they do there is they do sort of a hybridized, almost Detroit-style pizza. I don't know what that is. Okay, so Detroit-style <laughs> pizza is kind of a pan-cooked pizza. You're making this up. There's no Detroit-style <laughs> pizza. It's amazing. It's amazing how many styles there are. <laughs> God, I'm a terrible pizza nerd. Um, <laughs> so, like the classic Detroit style pizza is cooked in a like a blue steel pan, um, where it's kind of like butter underneath, so the crust sort of fries in the pan, and they use this brick cheese on the top. So it's kind of like a cross between like a mozzarella has a little stretch, but has some cheddar to it too, mm-hmm. and it's put all the way to the edge where it crisps up and almost turns into like a frico, almost burns Ooh. on the edges. They've kind of got a hybridized almost Detroit style pizza, Guidas. That is, I like Guidas. Really I, tasty. Know, I like Guidas all around. That's a, that's My problem is sweet sauce. Oh, I don't like sweet sauce. I don't. I don't mind. I don't mind sweet sauce as long as it's a good one. You know. Mm. I, I see, can, I'm not sure I there's such a different, thing. Ah, I see. I'm not sure there's such a thing as a yeah. good sweet sauce. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But that that one was really good, especially <laughs> when you do it white. Um. I, you know, maybe. But I do like their calzones. Mm. I'm trying to think. So we got a couple other categories we should talk about. Yeah. What about non-fancy pizza? Do you have... I, I've got a specific place that I love. Well, I mean, Pizza Stop is... Pizza Stop's game. great. Um, I'm a big fan of Nino's over on Culver. I want to try Nino's. Uh, you're not the first person to tell me this, and I was just walking by when I was leaving uh, James Brown's recently. Yeah, right, right in that same plaza. Yeah. If you call it a plaza. Nino's. Yeah. Yeah, so that's... If you haven't been, it's hard to hard to write about it. Um, but I we, know we get a lot of pizza from Rhinos. I, I've I've had some up and down experiences with them. They do well for us, and uh, the, one of the things we had to learn about Rhinos. My, my wife is my wife will often order pizza and tell the people to give us thin crust pizza. Yes, you should not order thin crust pizza unless the place is a thin crust pizza place. Yes, right, very if, correct. If it's a Rochester pizza place. You should accept, like, you don't call Guidas and ask for thin crust. Right. Right. You know, because it's not what they do. No, it's not. They do what they do well. So let them do what they do. And that, I mean, if I had one piece of advice for people about eating, it's let the people do what they do well and eat that. I appreciate that. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I think somewhere where we differ, but I think might be part of your thing <laughs> is... Um, what about a hamburger place? Uh, so my thing with hamburgers is I make a really great hamburger at home. Mm, I gotcha. So <laughs> uh, hamburgers are, if I get them out, it's like a matter of convenience. Okay. And even, and, and, and I've gotten it down at home, so it's pretty convenient. So, I still get them a lot. We we eat at Swillburger a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, it's I, a great place. It's a great place, and the value, uh, quantity, quality equation is excellent. I think it's right there. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's one of the best. I really like the burgers a lot at um, Tap and Mallet. Okay. They uh, they the only thing they do wrong is they haven't figured out how not to make orbs. You know, yeah, it's, it's like there's a trick to not making orbs. Uh, you know, somebody taught me this years ago. When I make burgers at home, I, you know, make the make the disc and then I dimple it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that works. Classic technique. It is, and and a lot of restaurants don't do it. And and it's fine if you're making, you know, the the thin shingle Rochester style, you know, mm-hmm. grilled or fried burger. But if you're making more of a pub burger that's thick, you, you you've got to do it, or or you end up with the orb. Yeah. You know, and the I orb is unacceptable. Yeah. You know? So I'm trying to think of what other dishes would qualify for this. I mean, the Good Luck Burger is kind of a classic at oh, this it's, point. It's amazing. It, it's, it really is. It's fantastic. It really is. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of other stuff that we you would want to put You know what a thing that here. was before your time was um, the Victor Grilling Company? Definitely before my time. So that was uh, that was Mark Cupolo's place before. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And he had... Uh, I think it might have been only one night a week, a $10 menu. It was a fancy place, but he had this $10 menu, and one of the things on the $10 menu was 
meatloaf. And so at, at Victor Grilling Company, Mark was butchering all his own steaks. Wow. And he made he made this grilled meatloaf. He had a little, you know, like Weber grill outside the back door of the place uh, using the scraps. Ooh. And so what you should do, a char does that actually. They use uh, the steak scraps for their burger. So freaking good. And that that place is kind of underrated too for how good it is for being in a hotel. Yeah, I had uh, I have this uh, older lawyer friend who's a big fan of my columns, and he occasionally insists that uh, we're going out somewhere, and he wants to spend a bunch of money, and you know, I take one for the team and go. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the one time I was at Char was with him. He took me there, and, and it was marvelous. Yeah. It's, it it's, really was. I was impressed. Uh, it's very consistent. I've had some really good stuff there. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. So so where do you like the burgers, Chris? And why I, do you I, think we differ about burgers? Well, you're a, you like the Rochester-style burger. Well, I, I can. You know, I just It's don't. not what I make at home. I just don't. Oh, you just don't like them? No. Yeah. I like Swill Burger because it's yeah. it's kind of the curated version of that. Right. 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 Well, I feel the same way you do. I I don't I don't I don't go get Shaler's Burgers. And, sure. And Bill Gray's Burgers. I don't really do that. That's fair. You know, but uh, Swill Burger, yes, and uh, uh, another great version of the Rochester Burger is at Dogtown. They make a terrific burger, and I think they they use a good roll too. They do. Oh, here's an interesting Marticello's. one. Marticello's. roll, which one of the... Shouldn't work. No, but it does. It does. I love that Marticello's roll. There. Yeah. For that burger. Yes. I was, I was thinking like... It's got to be real fresh. Yeah. What about the like the breakfast sandwich at Scott's? It's the best thing. Why you know, is it's, it perfect? It's a very specific... Why is it perfect? Because it's... It is... It's, it's a bread. very it's the perfect version of a very specific thing. Yes. It's the greasy breakfast sandwich. Yeah. Without yep. any refinement yep. whatsoever. It's kind of because it's you know everything's fried in way too much butter on the grill. Uh they toast the roll. It's No, it's 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 like it's not true that it's the absolute best. Because if I'm being like purely objective. Uh, right. I mean Flower Cities is better. Uh Fifth right. Frames is better right. than that. Right. Um Hearts might be better than that. But you know what? When I get those, I'm tired of them before the end. And there's something about that Scott's that one, especially Scott's if you one. put Frank's hot sauce on there. Yeah, man. It's it's kind of the perfect thing of its style. Yes. Which is something I always I'm always a big fan of. If it's perfect for what it is. So what meat do you get on it? I'm a bacon guy there. Yeah, me Usually too. I'm a sausage on breakfast sandwiches, but there it's bacon. I changed for years and years I got the Canadian bacon. Interesting, which I like. But I think they changed the Canadian bacon they used a few years mm. ago, and now the stuff they use is thicker, and I don't I don't like it as much. The The problem is the Canadian bacon that we have here in the States is just awful. <laughs> we were in Toronto. My wife and I were yes, in Toronto. But it's deliciously awful. Well, we had pea meal bacon up there, which is what Canadian bacon should be. Okay. And it's so good. Yeah. We, we we just bastardized it. Of course we did, because we're America. <laughs> it's what we do best, is we, we, we ruin things from other places. I will, uh, when I make a ham, I I will generally do hams that I get from uh, the Swan Market, which are really Ooh, terrific. That's, well, that's that's a good place to think about, too. Oh, yeah. The Swan Market Sampler. Mm, that is a great dish. That is amazing. But they make amazing hams. you got to order them you know, a week ahead, and they, they prepare them for you. But when, when I've got the ham... With a leftover ham, I slice it kind of thin and then fry it to get it crisp. And mm-hmm. I use that on breakfast sandwiches. Nice. Ooh. That's nice. That's good. So I'm on trying Marticello's. To th- yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. So I'm trying to think of other kind of genres. So we've got, yeah. if we're talking about different culinary centers, we're talking Korean, Thai. Yeah. What about chicken, though? I mean, because like you and I are like, we're, we're, we're macho foodies who yeah. don't eat chicken much. No, I don't. Right. Which I'm not sure if I know a place. It's not cool. Well, fried chicken food. though. Fried chicken is cool. Fried chicken, there's, there's some the good coop. places. I love the coop. I love the coop too. So BC's chicken coop up in Webster. Yeah. Um, good people run the place. Their yeah. chicken's delightful. It is. Um, they do not shy away from the seasoning. No. But that fried chicken and their um their flaming feathers sauce. Yes. Is phenomenal <laughs> it's really good it's one of the best hot sauces in town nice when it's like straight vinegar and pepper deliciousness yep 
Um, their fried chicken's awesome. I'd always recommend people go yeah, there. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, a good one. And they have a nice new location, too, with the dining room and everything. Right. So I could not recommend people go there enough. Um, mm. You know where I like the burger a lot? Mm. is uh, I almost don't want to like it as much as I do, but at Palmer's? I have not spent much time at Palmer's. Palmer's is a is a well-run operation. It's a big operation. But it's a well-run operation. Yeah. And their burger is uh, fabulous. See, the problem for me is I go to McCann's and I get their dry-aged burger there. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, and that's what, like 16 bucks or something? It's worth every penny. Yeah. Oh, boy. When I go there and get that with the <laughs> aged cheddar on it, oh, that thing is a screamer. Yeah, I love McCann's. Um, that's my neighborhood. And it, it's a great place. Yeah. Well, that whole area has kind of transformed over the last few years. No, it's always been good. Well, it's gotten different, though. It changes, but it's uh, for food, it's always been a great neighborhood. Right, because there's still over there, there's what, Flavors of Asia? Flavors of Asia and Shiki, which is <laughs> still champion. I think it still <laughs> of, is. Of local Japanese. Um, Other that, places open, and it's like I go, and I'm like, yeah, but Shiki. I like I like bento ya up on Haven't up on been. Empire. Haven't been. That's Good. like our go to place now for yeah. takeout. Um, and they do some sit down stuff as well. Mm-hmm. I, there I, there are a few things at um, the place in Gates that are really great. Uh, what's the place in Gates called? I think I've got them on my list. Oh, here. Idoya maybe. Idoya. Yeah. Right. So Idoya does the best takoyaki. Okay. That's uh, a very interesting idea because that's definitely outside of most people's yeah uh, what they would consider to be on that kind of list. But my, that's it's my, your list. It's my list. My daughter is a big fan of takoyaki. Uh, uh, and again, for those that don't know, it's that's uh, basically deep fried fritters with octopus chunks in it. Yes, and then coated with with fish flakes. Yes, a bonito flakes and a, like a uh, sweet, a little bit of a sweet. Uh, it, drizzle it, over the top. It, it's not for the faint of heart. No, God, no. And the 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 flakes they they move when they sit on the hot the, the, octopus balls. The whole balls. textural experience is like it runs the gamut. Oh, and it's funky know? and weird because it's got like soft stuff inside, and then the chewy octopus mm-hmm. and the crunchy outside, and then the flakes. Yeah, it's yeah. My wife won't eat those. Things, <laughs> you know. See, I was thinking of a couple other places. I was thinking of like Avino's got a great. Like grilled octopus dish. I've never been to a vino. I love that place. Every time I get grilled octopus, I'm, I, 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 and this happens to me at a lot of restaurants. Yeah, I, 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 I know go what you're going to say. I'm going to say, I could be at Rocco. I know what you're going to say. I could be at Rocco right now. <laughs> it, it's it's at that level. It's really good. Hmm. Um, okay. Now, I, I, I wish I had a thing to say for next door because, but the menu rotates so much that there's not like right. one dish because I love, I love uh, Paul Vroman's food there. But there's not one dish because it rotates all the time. I've not eaten at next door. I ate at next door once. Somebody okay. again, somebody uh, a wealthy friend wanted me to go there sure. and have sushi. Yeah, and it was excellent. Yeah, they have they have a very good counter there. They do. Uh, very you know very well trained and yep. uh, very into it. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. So we got chicken. I don't know if I want to talk about steak. I'm not sure I care. I don't care about steak. No, I don't either. Um, I mean, had re- I've had good steaks out, but I'm not sure I care. I went into uh, the Chop House on my birthday like 10 years ago. Yeah. And so, you know, Mark Cupolo, between Rocco and Victor Grilling Company, he was chef at the Chop House. Mm. And I went in there on his, on my birthday, and I was like, well, what should I eat, Mark? And he's like, I, I think you should have steak frites. I'm, uh, just tonight, not usually, but tonight I'm making it with uh, with a with a flank. Nice. I love flank steak. Oh, my God. That stuck with me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I love those kind of cuts. You know, strips, uh, skirt steak, uh, skirt, flank, flank steak. Yeah. Those Anger, are my favorites. Some extent. Those are, those are definitely my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Actually, you know, you know what I was thinking? I was... You know, I, it's, it's hard because I think the foods that I think I find is comfort foods nowadays... Are things like Thai food and Korean and yeah. uh, tradition traditional Mexican? Uh-huh. Have you been to Itacate on Penfield? Oh yeah, I think that's a great place for comforting homestyle Mexican yeah, food. That's nice. Um, I like the pasole out there a lot. Yeah, I haven't had their pasole. I should because I really like pasole. Yeah, he does. They they do it legit. Uh, lots all of good right, toppings right. on I'm there. Go check that out. Um, it's a kind of dish that I think is worth traveling for. Mm-hmm. 
there's not that many I feel really comfortable telling people, hey, you should travel for this dish. Yeah. That's one of them. Um, yeah, I'm I'm running out of gas, man. I'm trying to I'm trying to think. Yeah. Oh, you know what I uh among things I had when I was doing articles this year, uh have you been to lemongrass? Yeah, I have actually. Have you had that scallion pancake with the, the cumin beef? I had I yes, actually I had that dish. That's quite good. It was quite good. I think a lot of their dim sum's actually good. Yep. And I'm not sure anywhere else I don't know if White Swans does their uh, dim sum in house. I think lemongrass does. They do, and uh, so does Cantonese House. You, you've do been, they? Have you been there for the Sunday Giant? I've been in thing? once or twice, and I wasn't sure if they did everything in house or not. I don't know that they do everything, but some of it they certainly do. Yeah, and, and they have an amazing variety. I right, mean, they, and they it, do it, they it do compares, cart service. It compare right. It compares with. You know, not the giant flagship places in New York, but the medium-sized places. Right. It compares with that. Yeah, and that, that's that's a fun place to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you say scallion pancake, I think of the seafood scallion pancake at Sodam. Mm. Um, that's one of my absolute favorite dishes. You know, I I I make I make Korean pancakes at home. Oh, look at you, Mister Fancy Man. It's not hard. <laughs> I know it's not. <laughs> it's not. But you know, the funny thing is, I. Uh, one of my all-time favorite things in town was the seafood pancake at the old Soul House. Over on uh, Henrietta Road, right? Right. And then there people left, and some are at Young's, and I, but not all of them. It's the same the, as a lot of these but places. But the food's not the same at Young's. Mm. It's, it's different, and the pancake's different. Uh, I don't know. The pancake at, at Soul House was... Uh, not Soul House, Soul Garden. That's what it was called. Yeah, it's rotated a couple times. It's right. always been Soul something, but it's changed a few times. So you like Sodoms? I do. I, I've had some great food at all three of them. Yeah. Um, I have a friend locally who's half Korean, and uh, I've been to all the Korean places with him. And and Tino, any anytime you go out for a Korean with Tino, he just like trashes everything. Yeah, well, that's you know because his mom's so much better. Well, of and, course. And I've had her food, and he's right. <laughs> She is better. You know. <laughs> so I was trying to think like you know, we've got Indian. I like Raj Mahal over in Henrietta. Yeah. Um you know, I'm a China oh, Masala kind of guy. I'm I'm very likely to put the Saturday buffet dosai at Tali on the list. Okay. I like that idea. Yeah. Something something like that would be very they make interesting. Those fresh on Saturday and you can tell them how much spice you want. Nice. And they'll make them pretty killer. You know, generally Tali's not that spicy. Tandoor mm. is a lot spicier. Yeah, Raj Mahal is a little more rustic. Everything's a little yeah. more full flavored. Uh, but I like yeah. I like all of them for different reasons. Yes, me too. Um, me too. All three are excellent. Amaya yeah. does some things really. We have great Indian in town. We do, we're, and we're I, very it, lucky. It's nice to rotate around them and yep. throw in Henrietta ish. Yeah, and you know about the new thing, right? Yeah, Coming up, Nantastic. I'm excited actually. I'm very interested. Yeah, you I'm, know, I'm excited and sort of trepidatious and. Well, that whole, you know, put it all in a bowl or a burrito thing, that's big everywhere, and they're doing it with every kind of cuisine imaginable. My daughter goes to school in Cleveland, and there's a place right next to the school called Bibibop, which is Korean Chipotle. Sounds great. It is. It's yeah. great. But but the funny thing is, like, I've, I've eaten at Bibibop with Iris three times, mm-hmm. and on the third visit in the middle of the meal, I was like, yeah, I'm done with this. And that's okay. That's okay. Same with Tai Chi bubble tea. Loved it the first time. Yeah. Liked it the second time. The third time I was like, okay, I don't need to go back real soon. Mm-hmm. But I do like Tai Chi bubble tea. It's a cool place. Yeah, I haven't eaten any of the food there, but the um, I yeah. remember the teas being quite good. Yeah, I think I, I, I would like it if Tai Chi bubble tea had some... Uh, had a number one and a number two where yeah. they put it together to be good. Sure. You know, and because uh, like I feel like I'm now that I know the place, I'm enough of a cook that I can put together something that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. But I, I just rather again, you know, it's that do what you do well. Yeah, you know, tell me what what you think is good and give it to me. What but that's what, not the thing there. What about something like pushing people towards like Asia food market to go to the Chinese bakery there? Oh, that's a good thought, and you know they've they've got uh, the. The the pork there too you can buy they do they've got they also have a full actual like big city bakery there where they yep. do 
you know, like the egg tarts and the sesame balls egg and tarts. all that stuff. Yep. yep. I do love egg tarts. You know, uh, Blue Tarot does their own sesame balls from scratch. Oh, nice. And they're awesome. That sounds fantastic. Awesome. Hmm. Best I've ever had. This is this is very this is a tough thing, man. I yeah. appreciate the idea about yeah. this. Yeah. How many do we have down there? We got a pretty good list we got going. A bunch, but we got to be like we're we got to be forgetting some things here, aren't we? I'd say almost definitely. So I know you brought up Lucano when we were talking like in the break a little bit. I haven't been there enough to know what they do good. I haven't been in a long, long time. Anna and I went for an anniversary a few years back, and we thought it was very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, but again. So are we, we I sticking could have to, been at Rocco. Are we sticking to yeah, I think there's a problem with Italian. Once you get something, yeah. it's hard to get away. I like uh uh Tony's other place, um Aunt Rosie's. Yeah, you know what? I, like I was Aunt Rosie's. I was a huge fan when the guy who was the chef there was there, which was Paul Vroman. He's over next door now. Oh, he left. Okay. That was my it was probably my favorite place in town at yeah, that point really in good. time. It was really good. Um, it was kind of special. Yeah, it's still good. It, it's it's changed uh, changed styles a little bit mm-hmm. since he left. Yeah, uh, a little more approachable, maybe from a everyday perspective. Yeah, almost everywhere in Rochester eventually makes that transition. It's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's they got to make a living, right? Yeah, here and so, there. Let's see um, what other restaurants. Yeah, what else? What else do you have in your list? Um, you want to stick in and around Rochester, though, right? Yep. Because I was thinking, like, well, there's the two, the two really good Thai places up on Ridge. Yep, Jury's Coconut uh, Grove and uh, Tie Me Up. I'm a big Tie Me Up fan. Yeah, Tie Me Up's great. I love Jury's too. Do you do you go to Jury's ever? I have I have been a number of times. I've edged towards Tie Me Up. I like um, Jury because um, I feel like I'm eating somebody's home cooking. Yeah, I don't th- I don't disagree with that. You know, it it's really got character. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's not afraid of fish sauce. No, and most American Thai restaurants, they are afraid of fish sauce. They're afraid they're gonna they're gonna offend their people. So they instead of fish sauce, they put lots of sugar and stuff. Yeah, um, but but Tie Me Up doesn't have that problem. Tie Me Up's a different thing altogether. Yeah. But my favorite Thai in town is actually Saks. You still like Saks the most. Still like Saks the most. See, I just feel like the quality is really high, and it's very it's it's very consistent. Yeah. Um, you know, a bit outside of town, but not that far away at all. Yeah, far enough to be that I don't go. Yeah. (laughs) Like, Tie Me Up's on my way home, basically, so it's much more convenient for me. Tie Me Up is my daughter's favorite place, so we go there. Yeah. Yeah. Although, um, you know, there's discussion of, like, a Saks second location over on uh, Winton Road coming up soon. I think that's definite. Yeah, it's not done yet. Right. But um, that's, like, dangerous, because that's, like... A three-minute drive from my house. But the question is, you know, are they going to be the same? You know, I at some point, I don't care if they're exactly the same. I hope they do something a little bit different almost. Yeah. Well, if it's good, is, if it's that's good. fine. Yes, you if know. it's good. It's got to be good. But a lot, of, a lot of guys who are really good at their restaurant open a second place, and then they find they, they can't do it. You know, that's uh, Makan Singh, who owns Tali. He opened Tandoor. And then he opened a place in the mall, and he opened a place in Corning, and then he lost his mind. <laughs> you know, hey, it's you know, it's it's hard. Uh, and he restaurant, sold them all. Restaurant business for, is really hard, except Tully. You know, yeah. And and now he's like happy. That's good. And and Nantastic is, I mean, uh, he's the investor, but it's his kid's place, right? His, well, it makes sense. It's modernized. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I've met the guy who does all the PR for a lot of the Indian places, and I'm I'm, I'm excited about it. What about the torta at Mesa Grande? I think I had it once. Tortas are tough for me. It's a good. It's a good thing though. I was surprised how much I liked it. Yeah, tor- tortas are tough. I think the one I had at, um, I'm not sure if it's still open. I think it was guacamole in uh, East Rochester. Oh, that's the one I'm talking about. Not yeah. Mesa Grande. Yeah, I, th- I think guacamole. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, that's the one I mean. Yeah, that that one was pretty good. Um. It's it's hard. Our our, our Mexican I, like Itacate is my place. Although I went to Bitter Honey like last week. I may put the the falafel pita at pita. Hey, it's that's on the list. I love falafel. You know, because they're they their falafel they use two beans 
It's not just chickpeas. Fava it's beans too, right? Fava and, and garbanzo. I think it's kind of the traditional style is with fava beans too. I think it depends where you're from. Yeah, because well, uh, falafel, and it, it's it's great when you go to all these different places because it crosses over between so many different cultural yeah. food places. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I also really like that they put those pickles in them. You know, they make their ooh, own I love that. turnip pickles, and mm. those are really good. Yeah. Uh. You know, and then there's stores, you know, like you mentioned Asia. There's the Halal Market, which is really a cool place. Which one? The one up uh, by the Bengo Palace. Oh, the one up there. Okay. Yeah. Because there's one over, there's the big international food market in Henrietta. Yeah. And there's Desi there's, Bazaar. Right. There's also one on, um, oh, there's one on off of West Henrietta mm-hmm. over in there. Uh, but there's also, oh, you know, a, a good one. There's the, the Twin Foe places. Yeah, I mean, we've, when we're talking Saigon or Nanvang, <laughs> I love both of those places. I think that's what sort of started our relationship, Chris. It was, actually. Was we ran into each other at one of those. Randomly at Saigon, I think. At Saigon Foe. Yeah. Yeah. Which I love that place. I love both places. Right around the corner you know, from where I, I work. I know they hate each other, and someday there's going to be a war, and everyone's <laughs> going to die. But in, in, a, in, a, in a cloud or a puddle of, uh, of pho broth. It, I think it'll be the Bun Bo Hui. You know, oh, that, that's, that's what's going to start it? It's a little bloodier. You know, <laughs> you know what, the other place I was thinking was, uh, was uh, Vula's Greek Sweets over on... Oh, that place is awesome. Uh, that, um, like, Trianisia or the um, cafeteria egg sandwich. Yes. Oh, those, those are good things. I don't like going out for breakfast, and those will keep on bringing me out forever. They're one of the very, very few places that's been able to do, like... Uh, vegetarian substitute things yeah where i'm like i like this maybe better than the original i love what she does over there she does amazing things and and uh, like i say she does things that for me shouldn't work like if somebody described it to me i'd say i will not like that (laughs) there's no way i'm gonna like that yeah i'm like oh my god this is good that place for sure uh, I really I love what they do there. She's got touch. She, she just does. has touch. You know, another person like that is Jackie at uh, Jackie Powers at Orange Glory. You know, she's got touch. A place I don't get to because I'm I work away from there. That is a really great place. You know, uh, I've only heard great things about it. People are always asking, you know, where do I go for a good veggie burger? And I I don't even know. I don't get them very often because my tough. wife does. But basically, you know, three quarters of the sandwiches that jackie does could be described as veggie burgers right they're various forms of vegetarian patties and they're all wonderful every single one of them there's not a different. lot of great ones around uh yeah. you know swillburger is a good one yes um a shame dogtown rotates right they make a different one every week yeah they I do think. different stuff yeah um one of my favorites i mean uh long deceased at this point unfortunately is um what uh, Lettuce Be Frank did was those uh, carrot sliders. Oh, Lettuce Be Frank. I loved that place so they much. We're open for like a minute. Well, they had the cart for a long time, and I <laughs> loved that. I, I still talk with Dave. He's in uh, he's It's in a Hong- bad name. Yeah, you know, I, I It's not it. Schmegs, but it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dave. I know he's, he's in Hong Kong, and he still listens occasionally. <laughs> you know who has a good veggie burger is... Um, uh, Jeremiah's, actually. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yep. Yeah, that's a destination for veggie burger aficionados. Really? Oddly. Although I I I had a group that went out to the place, the new one in Henrietta. Yeah. I guess it's not that new now. And I did not like it. Mm. I, I thought the food was did not compare to the Monroe place. Right, the original location yeah. right on Monroe. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Man. It's like I'd... big sloppy, you know, strip mall place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the way it felt. I think I've been to that one. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. You know, it's, it's hard to capture that original location vibe. It is. It is. Well, vegetarian stuff, that's another That's another tricky one. You know, people care about that. I should probably include one or two of those. Right? I try to. I like to include vegetarian yeah, food. Yeah, me too. Um, you know what? It's sort of a side note. You, I love Slice of Life is before your time, right? Yes. Slice of Life set the bar somewhere no one will ever, ever reach. Interesting. That place was ridiculous. And again, they, they had, it was one per, well, there were three people, three women who ran Slice of Life. They were, uh, you know, it was Slice of Life, Feminist Vegetarian Cafe. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and lots of men, lots of men would say they didn't like to go there because they felt unwelcome. Yeah. And I had to go a lot before I felt like they were okay with my They didn't hate being you. There. They didn't hate me. That's okay. But then we had two little girls and they loved our girls. Yes. And they'd bring our girls back in the, the kitchen. And then we got to all be friends. But their chef uh, was this woman, Bobby Sherwood. And uh, Bobby <laughs> Bobby is now a uh, Apple genius. Okay. She works at one of those Apple stores. You know, gotcha. She's a genius. And she is a genius. Yeah. You know, she's just a, a special person. And, uh, you know, she. I got to where when I go to Slice of Life, I just got the special. Mm. You know, I'm like, whatever... Whatever she's doing, there was one special every day, and uh, it was always something different she'd never made before, and it was always wonderful. But they made they made a sandwich called the tempeh ruby, mm. which was a, a tempeh Reuben. Sure. And it was ridiculous. It was better than any Reuben I've ever had. See, I, I like when things aren't hidden for what they are. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought... Uh, agreed. One of the best yeah. vegetarian things I had all of last year was the... Uh, vegan lobster roll that Swilly's made. Oh, um, it was a tofu base, mm-hmm. and it was phenomenal. Well, almost anything's an improvement on lobster. You don't like lobster? No, really? No. What's we the ha- problem? We have crab. We don't need lobster. <sighs> well, lobster's yeah, but, bad crab. Yeah, but claw meat's really good. I'm not talking about tails. I'm talking <laughs> claw meat, man. <laughs> Tail meat doesn't. Yeah, yeah. but dude, crab. Crab is awesome. I'll give you Crab that. Crab is better than lobster. We don't need lobster. There's something about lobster I still love, though. It costs more. Although, you know what? Mussels might be my favorite of the... Uh... I like mussels, although I I haven't... I got sick on mussels mm. a couple years ago. That's unfortunate. I had this Thai green curry mussel dish down in Tribeca. That sounds fantastic, by the way. It was, and then I hurled it up all night. Mm. That's unfortunate, and and I, it's been hard to get back up on the uh, muscle bicycle. Yeah. All right. So I've I've been thinking in the back of my head while we've been going back and forth. Have we been doing this for two hours, Chris? Uh, we're at an hour and a half. Good God! I'm going to cut it halfway. Nobody we're, wants to listen to us anymore. We're going to go to two hours because I'm cutting it in half and we're doing two episodes. <laughs> I'm going to take the middle of a sentence and I'm going to just chop it right in the middle of it. When when I have you on my show, which we should mention oh we should let's 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 do that now because <laughs> I, I i have to finish my thought finish your thought i right, finish my thought so um on your list are you are you thinking beverages too or are you thinking yeah. all right so beverage wise i've got three places that for me are the gold standards so um another one of these you know our specialty coffee scenes phenomenal i'm a joe bean guy you know, coffee at Joe Bean. Yeah, and I, I don't have the I'm cool enough to go to Joe Bean card. So <laughs> well, I'm, look, I'm have not you seen my have, there. have you seen my glasses, Adam? Have you seen my glasses? Um it's one of my hangs. Yeah. Um I their coffee's phenomenal. And you know, if if your taste is different, could be ugly duck, uh could be fifth frame, but our specialty coffee scene's phenomenal here in Rochester. I like the Cortado at Glen Edith. And a Cortado's a great drink as well. Yeah. Um the other one is Leaf Tea Bar. I've heard that. If if you if you're into tea, it's it's an amazing place to go. Okay. Another national level kind of tea shop. Yeah. Um and I know I know you're not an alcohol guy. I'm not an alcohol guy. Uh, but for me, or um, actually I I was an alcohol guy. You were that's, definitely an alcohol guy. That's my then, problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um I I still enjoy um but uh, you know the cocktails at Cure. Uh, Donnie Clutterbuck is an amazing bartender. I know it's your article, so <laughs> you know certainly not something you, you know, if it's your article, it's not something you definitely want to have in there. You know, Chris, that was another one that I ran into a lot over the years. Was every now and then I meet someone, they're like, "Well, how can you like write a food column when you don't drink wine?" Yeah. I'm like, well, like wine is wine. We're talking about the and food. Food is food. So <laughs> I'm going to let you in on this. When I started writing. I didn't drink either. So for at least the first year uh-huh. when I was doing restaurant reviews, um, I didn't drink at all either. And I never wrote about it. Right. After that, I started to a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten into it more and more as the years have gone on. Um, 
because I'm just I'm just a snob in general, so I like being snobby <laughs> about everything. Well, nothing. There's no snobbishness like wine snobbishness. Oh, I'm getting into it too. Oh no, it's problematic. <laughs> oh, I can I can I can start babbling on like wine terms That's now funny. and learning like the different countries and all sorts of stuff. You know where I had really great uh, funny drinks was um, uh, Dong Dong, mm. and also the best that Rochester ever saw. And that was, um, when it comes to challenging locations, uh, Fu Duong Dong was one of the most challenging locations in Rochester for yeah. for people that aren't used to going to different parts of the city. You mean white people? Yeah. Yeah. I was on Otis Street off of Lyle Ave. Yep. Um, and if it's, not, if it's not something you've done a lot of times, like I, I drove over there from work a number of times and yeah, whatever, I'm, I'm going for food. Nobody ever cares. You're just going for food. Right. That's the thing I tell people the most is you're just going there to eat. Go in, get your food, eat if you want, and yeah. go back to where you go back from where you came from. Well, I've made a you know, a, a partial career of reviewing places in those parts of town. Yeah. I've never had a problem anywhere. Not no, e- I've never even had anything like a problem. No, I haven't either. Anywhere. No. Although, you know, my my wife, when I say that, she will remind me that I'm male. You know, absolutely and fairly large. You know, it, this is our. You know, when when it's when you're talking about the definition of, you know, privilege as we walk into these right. neighborhoods, we eat and we leave. Right. Um. Although the food's the food's amazing, I love the fact that we can bring people into these places. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they might not usually go there. Yeah, I, I've always tried. <laughs> yeah. You know, I I don't know to what extent we succeed at that. But but it's worth the effort. I think so. I hope yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. Because one of those, it's always been one of my missions. As soon as I learned about you know all these different kind of cuisines and yeah. trying to get educated on them, anyways. Yes, yes, indeed. So we got a big list. What what else? What else on your list? Actually, I'm going to pause for a second. Yeah. So this will be our second hour break, and then we'll come back and finish up with. Uh, your new your new uh, audio project, your new podcast. Yes, and we'll finish up babbling on whatever the hell we're talking about. Sounds great. All right. This week's episode of the Food About Town podcast is brought to you by Frankly, and that's Frankly dot com. P H R A N K L Y dot com. Frankly is the best way to find out where your local restaurant sources their food from and how to find that specialty product you love so much. Frankly dot com has been recently redesigned. So please check it out and let me know what you think. You can reach me, Stromy, at frankly.com. Check out Frankly at frankly.com and join the open source food movement. And we're back with the second half of the second hour with my food compatriot, Mr. Adam Wilcox. Where can people find you, by the way? Where can they find me? Yeah, this is the second hour. We have to rehash with this with people. <laughs> they can find me uh, writing the Cheap Eats column every other week in the DNC. Uh, Are you available on the social medias for people to yell at? Yeah, yeah. Kind of? Kind of, sort of. I, I post food pictures to Instagram. Which is a good place to do it. As food on the family. Okay, and, I like that. Uh, have, you, have you wondered why I'm food on the family? Or have I, I told I, you? No, I don't think you told me. I never really think about it too much, but... It's a, it's a George W. Bush quote. Okay. Uh, he actually once said uh, in in some interview, he said, well, there's people trying to put food on their family. Yeah, this is perfect. And and I just love food on the family. It's just... It's great. There's people trying to put food on their family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying to put food on my family. So uh, every day. Food on the family. Every day. On Instagram. So... Uh, yeah. Before before we get into your audio project, your new uh, podcast you're going to come out with, um, we're going to finish our we're going to finish our list. Yeah. So we we in the break we brought up um, Marty's either the pastrami or the brisket. Marty's meats, wonderful place. Yeah. Um, over on Park Ave, that's that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, polarizing. I mean, the poutine truck. I still I still love what oh, they do. That's great. It's. I mean, the the poutine the the gravy is phenomenal. You know, I think the when fries I go to are the Canada, best. I get poutine. And I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> no, really. I mean, every time I've gotten poutine in Canada, it sucks. See, compared pol- to the poutine truck, I've got polarizing opinions. There are people that hate it. Yeah. That like specifically like the way it's done in Montreal uh-huh. versus the way they do it, which is a modified version of it. 
but their gravy and their fries, I think, are just the best. They're the best. I think they might be the best fries in town. They're really fantastic. Terrific. Uh, McCann's makes good fries. Yeah, they do. Beef fat fries. Yeah. Hard to beat. Yeah. Um, but I think we need those those, to talk about those. I think those Marty smoked meat sandwiches. fries are simple but really good. They are very good. Really good. Well, they're very attentive. Yes. You know, and that's the best thing I can say about almost anywhere is that they're attentive to the details. Yes, they pay attention. Yeah. Well, speaking of paying attention, um, we've we've done almost two hours of of talk, and we're just getting started. Chris. It's it's crazy. And you you You'll said you have to have me back. Oh God, I if I have to. <laughs> um, you said you had a radio background or did some radio yeah. stuff before. What what was involved with that? So I did radio in college, like a lot of people did. Sure. Um, but at, at at Brockport, where I went to college, uh, in the middle of my time there, we switched the station over to half the half of the day being um, classical and news. Okay. And those shifts were paid, and I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. So I did for like two years. I did six mornings a week on the air, paid in college. So really. I, so I had like a professional radio resume when I got out of college, and then I got a job at XXI, and I worked there for, for four years. Well, I didn't know you worked at XXI. That's awesome. I did, and uh, it was a lot of fun, and I got paid very, very little money. You have to be expected almost. <laughs> and then I found a job that actually paid me something so that I could you know get on with having a family and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I loved uh, doing radio. Doing radio was a blast. Um, and one of the things that happened while I was there was... Um, we started a show called Sound Bites, which was a call-in uh, computer show. Um, and my boss asked me to be the producer for Sound Bites because I had uh, studied math, so he figured I must know computers. Obviously. You know, because they're the same thing, math and computers. Yeah, you can do a derivative. You know how to build a computer. <laughs> right. Obviously. So, so I, I, I built the show and found all the contributors, and one of the contributors was this guy, Nick Francesco. Do you know Nick? I don't. So Nick is a, a local personality, I guess I'd say. I always um, like to hear that. He's done, he still does sound bites. I mean, he's done it for almost 30 years now. Wow. But he also wrote a, a computer column in the paper. He's been a professional actor. He teaches um, IT at RIT and is an amazing human being. Funny, smart, soulful wonderful, wonderful human being. So Nick and I, after I left XXI, he and I would occasionally uh, guest host um, hour-long talk shows together. And we were every time we'd do it, we'd be like, this is so much fun. We should have our (laughs) own show. Someday we're going to have our own show. Yeah. So Nick and I are launching sometime very soon. I don't have a date for you yet. Yeah, Very some, soon. sometime soonish, kind of. Yeah, like in the next month or so. Awesome. Okay, we're going to do good. the first one. Uh, our podcast, which is going to be called NA, you know, not applicable or <laughs> Nick and Adam. I like that. How, how you look at it, and uh, NA will be Nick and Adam talking about whatever the hell we want to talk about. Um, but it'll always have a little bit of a, a food component, right? And a little bit of technology component, and a little bit of music. Uh, we'll have some live music most of the time. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool, because that's, I know, I'm, as we talked about before, at least mentioned, you're in basically all the bands in Rochester. <laughs> I'm not in all the bands in Rochester, <laughs> but I'm in a number of bands in Rochester. Yes. The Dan Eaton Band is my uh, my day job uh, as a band. I've yeah. been in the Dan Eaton Band for 10 and a half years, and um, love it. Uh, love Dan Eaton. That's a food thing, too, because obviously Dan is Dan, the Dan Eaton who was uh, on television as a chef for all those years, and also just an absolutely wonderful human being. So what, what's your musical niche? What, what do you do? What's your, what's your favorite thing to do in music? That's an interesting question. Uh, I think the reason I'm in so many bands is I don't have one favorite thing. Oh, so you're the, um, you know, an, an yeah. inch deep but a mile wide kind of guy when it yeah, comes to music? exactly. So, like, I play in a band called Megan Coke and the Gentleman Callers, and we're a cover band. Okay. Uh, but not, you know, the normal cover band. We Our tagline is popular music of the last nine decades. <laughs> That's fantastic. And it is. We do tunes from the 1920s and tunes from last year, you know, yeah. everything in between. I like that. Uh, 
I have a new band that had its first gig on Friday night called Subcentury, and Subcentury is um, alternative rock originals, uh, very post-punk kind of band. Okay. Uh, and I think in terms of my own taste, that's probably the closest to my taste. That's the kind of stuff I listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, grew up a kind of uh, new wave punk kid, mm-hmm. and I still love that stuff. The Dan Eaton Band's more of a classic rock-oriented original band. Uh, and then I play in a trio uh, with these wonderful guys who are RIT professors, and we're kind of um, like if if you if if we're a jazz trio that plays pop music. I like that in in the style yeah. of like a jazzy style. Yeah, a little bit of jazzy style. We improvise and we play them differently every time. That sounds that's well. That sounds like fun. You, if you just stay in one stay in one lane, you're not going to enjoy it over time. Right. Right. So yeah, I have all these things, and they they collectively keep me happy. Okay, you know, and they make it so I don't have to actually deal with like my children or anything. <laughs> you know, <laughs> parenting's overrated. Parenting is way overrated. Um, I, I love parenting. So are you? Are you? Uh, are you? Do you prefer the instrumentation, singing? What it, What is your favorite part about it? Uh, well, I write and I sing, but uh, I guess I think of myself as fundamentally a bass player okay you know i that's the thing i practice a lot is gotcha is trying to be decent at that um yeah but i do a little of everything a little bit of lead singing a little bit of backup singing i'm really blessed to play in some bands with some great singers and uh you know you don't want to get in front of the great singer you want to stay to the side or behind enhance the lead singer. yes enhance yes. the special talent yes Special talent. I like that. I have a special purpose. <laughs> like Steve Martin in The Jerk. Oh, that's such a great movie. I have a special purpose. Oh, so so <laughs> side note, this is a tangent. Going back to the first part of the episode, um, you mentioned that you were doing film review. Do you still pay attention to film nowadays? I watch them. Do you want, Do I keep up to date, though? Um, not entirely. It's hard. Yeah, you know? it is. It's hard, particularly, you know, that I, I'm I'm out at band rehearsals or at gigs a lot. All of them, so yeah. that that sort of gets in the way of time that I I might be watching movies otherwise. But uh, yeah, you know, I pay attention. Um, we watched the Golden Globes a couple of weeks ago, and okay, you know, I was glad uh, that three billboards outside Ebbing's, Missouri, won some awards because I enjoyed we, it. We thought that was a terrific movie. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Um, although I think, uh, I think Get Out might have been my favorite movie of all of those. I didn't see Get Out. It's so very good. We will. Yeah. Um, if you like movies that make you like nervous and on edge a little bit. Yeah. It's really good at that. Yeah. Keeps you guessing the whole time, mm-hmm. which I was really impressed by. Right. And um, it's got a little bit of a point it's making too. Right? Yeah. And we, we just saw Phantom Thread, uh, last Friday. Actually, if we had done one episode tonight, yeah, and it had been like really efficient, mm-hmm. Ann and I were going to go see Phantom Thread. Uh, we're we're not being efficient. No, that's not going to happen. Tonight. No, I don't think efficiency has happened tonight at all. No. Did you like Phantom Thread? I loved it. Yeah, um, it's it's a uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. Right? It is. Yeah, I, I like his movies generally. Um, I like the fact that Paul Thomas Anderson is not a single sitter. He's swinging for the freaking fences. Oh, this every one's time. definitely that. Well, he always does. I mean, and some of his movies are incredible, and some of them are really terrible. Yeah, well, I you like know. Boogie Nights is one of my most rewatchable movies ever. Oh, I love Boogie Nights, but it's a perfectly rewatchable movie. Yep. Um, which I can't say about this one. Right. I'm not saying I'm going to see this movie ten times. I might watch it once or twice more, but I don't think it's the kind of movie I'm going to watch a lot of. <laughs> It's it's phenomenally acted. It's a beautiful movie. Yeah, I liked Punch Drunk Love a lot too. I haven't spent much time with that one yet. That one's really good. Um, and Magnolia is him too. I yeah, Magnolia is him, and then The Master, which is another one that's right. I haven't rewatched a lot. I enjoyed it a we lot. Like The Master, beautiful movie. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, we can we can go into movies, but we're coming up on two total hours, Adam. <laughs> Let's finish up on our audio talk. Right. And we're going to close out for this time. So the podcast, you've got, you're trying to talk music, you're talking food, you're talking tech. Yep. That's like right at my alley, except for I don't care about music that much. Well, that's all right. You're well, still going to have me occasionally, every so often? Yeah. No, like I, I told you all over uh, our noodles at Ming's, uh, yeah. you know, part of 
why I want to stay connected to all you guys is to make my life easier on the podcast. <laughs> so, you know, I'll have you in there, I'll have Lynn in there, or have Chris in there, and, you know, Vince. Yeah. Sure. I mean, certainly not my. We, we've got, we've got a good bunch of, you know, people writing and, and blogging and podcasting about food right now. We do. And it's you know, gotten, it's, it's gotten a lot different. It's gotten different over the years. I think this is a good way to end our discussion, by the way. So you've, like been in and around, you know, food writing for twenty years. Yeah. What what? How do you see it different from when you started to what it is now? Well, I I don't know that I'm an expert on it in the sense that I don't. I'm not a grand consumer of it. Mm. You know, I don't I don't go out and read tons and tons of stuff. But I think food in general has become so much more cosmopolitan so quickly mm. and everyone is becoming more educated really quickly and i think one effect that's had is and and along with that you know the democratization of of media through the internet um you know for a while when when i started doing rochesterfoodnet.com about a year and a half after we started it seemed like there were web pages popping up daily yeah you know and stuff and your podcast came along and mm -hmm. all these things and i think that's great you know i think that's great i mean some of it's not <laughs> sure not everything you know, can be great yelp is horrible well to be honest that's where i got started well it's a way to start but it's not a good resource it's a very dangerous resource it it's, does, it's difficult because there's people on there. There's a lot of harm. There's people on there I trust implicitly with their opinions. Right. People who I really respect that I would I would go to you know for a lot of cuisines before I go to myself right. or but other would people. You, would you use it when traveling? <sighs> Sparingly. It's dangerous. I, I do. I do use but it. It's dangerous. It can be for sure. Yeah. Because I mean I don't trust everybody's opinions. Right. I trust certain people's opinions. Right. And if you're on the road, you don't know who to trust. No, you don't. I mean, you, well, can, you can sort of make inferences based on the way people are talking. Yes, that's absolutely the case. Uh, if I read it, I can usually tell if they're competent, just like, yeah. are they actually talking about the food? Right. Are they saying things that I under that right. I would understand to be true? But I, yeah, I worry about Yelp because I think... Uh, I think a lot of harm's been done to a lot of little restaurants. You know, the places I like best yeah. sometimes have little um, little issues of professionalism. And, yep, I, and, I wouldn't disagree with that. And those places get savaged. Sometimes Yelp they do. For, for silly things. Yeah. You know, uh, my my the knife on the table wasn't perfectly clean. It's like, oh, yeah, who cares? You know, I, I'm actually more forgiving of that kind of stuff. If the food's delicious, I really don't care that much about right. anything else. Right. Um, if the right. food's delicious and you don't, like, spit at me when I yeah. come in there, I'm usually pretty happy. So going back to how's it changed, I, yeah. I just think people know more. There's more interesting stuff. Uh, there's more resources. And and because of that, the, there's more dialogue and it's more informed, yeah. you know, in general. Uh and I think that's great. You know, I'm happy about that. <laughs> well, it also lets you get to different places that maybe you haven't heard about before, too. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, one thing I say all the time about why I like writing about food is, uh, you know, it's just an inexhaustibly deep and wide subject. Yeah. Uh, I I never stop learning things. I learn things all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about it. You know, that and and what I was saying earlier about how it brings people together across cultures. I love that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. I think we're going to wrap up for this time. All right. So, Adam. This was we'll, fun. Yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Really, very and much. I'm I'm very glad we finally got you over here. Thank you. I, I'm, making, I'm making the effort to get all the people who I've, <laughs> I've always meant to have over here. And I'm actually getting them over here. And it's been so much fun talking to people that... You've um, had Michael, right? I have. I've had him over. I need to have him over again. Yeah. Uh, the last time I had him over, we did two hours straight just like this. And he went off on a probably half an hour rant about gas storage in Seneca Lake. Oh, he'll do that. Which was great. I loved it. Yeah. Michael Michael has his passions. 
it's amazing to listen to him talk because he's local restaurants with no local wines. Uh, that's that was another half an hour rant. That's I think not he acceptable went acceptable in Michael's world. Certainly not. And I think I've I've latched onto that a bit too because he's so persuasive about it. He is persuasive. He's um, right. I mean, he come is on. right. Come uh, on. Your local have... restaurant. You want us to patronize you and yeah. not local chains. It's the same thing. Yeah. Let, let's support our local industries. Right. Um, right. Anyways, we can talk about Michael Warren Thomas for <laughs> hours on end, and I'll, I'll have him over again. Actually, yeah, we should... folks, next time I'm on this show, we're going to spend an hour talking about Michael Warren Thomas. Uh, we, yeah, we don't want to invite him here, <laughs> no. so we have him all together. We'll just talk about him for an hour. The man with three first names. <laughs> I love when you reference him like that. It's great. <laughs> um, so anyways, Adam, you can find him in the Cheap Eats column in the Democrat and Chronicle. You can find him soon on all of your favorite podcast apps under the NA. What is it? NA podcast is what you're going to yep. call it? Yep. Which I'm excited about. I think it's going to be great. We'll see. And you can find Adam in every single place that plays music here in Rochester. Yeah, just about. Uh, what What are the places you haunt the most? Uh, well, if I can get gigs at Love and Cup, I'm playing at Love and Cup because that's a nice place. We, it is a nice uh, place. Play at Abilene, Three Heads Brewing. You know, lots of places. Yeah, if you if you see Adam anywhere on Facebook, go see him out playing music. Fairport B-Side. Nice. They've been supporting local stuff. That's good. Very cool. Yeah. So, Adam, thanks for coming over, buddy. Thank you, Chris. Had a blast. And this will be a good two-parter. So if you're listening to the second part and for some reason you didn't listen to the first part already, how about you go do that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go do that. All right, good. All right. I hope you do. <laughs> see you.